I would just say like there's a beauty about getting older um, there's such a beauty about life and the process of life um, yeah that that is it's almost magical in a way because it's only it's it's unique to the human experience you know um, and we get to engage with this with life as messy as unpredictable as you know as crazy as it can be um, yeah Welcome to this fourth episode of the Navigating Life podcast with me, your host, Carol Joy Williams. This is a podcast about life. If you, like me, feel like the points on a compass may as well be WTF and not North, South, East, West, then this is for you. In episode three, we spoke about navigating friendships. Thank you to all of you who sent feedback on this episode. It seems to have touched something in all of us. If you haven't listened to that one, go ahead and take a listen. I got a message from my friend Katiwe last week, and she told me that she was listening through my podcast episodes while she was in labor with her second baby. Now those are the kind of listens I'm here for. No pressure though if you're not currently in labor. A few days after the release of this episode, I'll be turning 37. I can hardly believe it as I say that number out loud. I'm not someone who thinks a lot about getting older and I still feel like I'm about 20 until I spend time with 20 year olds and then realize that I'm not. For me, and for many reasons which I won't go into now, I kind of feel like my life is only really getting started. Like there's some kind of traction here. But I've also spent the last few weeks visiting my parents and seeing how much they've aged in the last year and in most part I believe because of the isolation brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. It's got me thinking about aging and growing older. At the moment I think we're in a unique time in that we are all being exposed to our humanness, our frailty and ultimately to the fact that life can be long and also really short. Someone commented on one of my social media posts that something that has been really sobering during this pandemic time is how many of her friends have been passing away and she's only in her early 40s. Now, my purpose in creating this episode is not to get too deep into the sad realities of life, but rather to talk about aging well. How do we make the most of our years on earth? A big question and perhaps one that feels a bit overwhelming right now, but something that I find myself thinking about more as I'm getting older. As you'll hear in some of what people share, these things are not always big moments, but lots of little moments of grace and often in the everyday choices we make. I've met 80-year-olds who are more youthful than some 30-year-olds, and while so much of what gets thrown at us about aging is all focused on the outer appearance, I have a sneaky suspicion that aging well is about a whole lot more. According to a Forbes article published early last year, the anti-aging market is set to hit $271 billion by 2024. That's in like three years' time when I turn 40. Anyway, let's move on quickly. Um, Anti-wrinkle products alone are set to reach just over $12 billion market share by 2027. And the Botox industry has grown by a staggering 845% since 2000. Now, I'm not necessarily against these things. I guess this is just part of 
the culture that we live in. But I think the main thing I realized while reading this article is that there is such an idolizing of youth culture and being youthful in our society. We're living longer and some people believe that there are children alive today who will live to over 150 years old due to developments in medical and anti-aging science. It's crazy to think that a mere 200 years ago, which may sound like a long time, but really in the scheme of history is not all that long ago, the average life expectancy was 41 years old and only rose to 50 early in the 20th century. Going back even further, if we were alive a thousand years ago, well, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, amongst other things, and I certainly wouldn't be making it, you know, besides for the obvious reasons that podcasting and this technology didn't exist a thousand years ago or even 50 years ago. But I would have pegged about two years ago at the ripe old age of 35. That's right, 35 was the life expectancy around a thousand years ago. So I guess aging well has meant different things for different generations and millennia, but I guess if we are privileged enough to enjoy a longer life than most of our ancestors, then we probably need to pay closer attention to this journey we're on. One thing I would say that has marked my 30s is that life really is hard, and at the same time, life is really beautiful. I'm reminded of what my friend Peter said on this topic in the season's prologue podcast a few months ago. Life is, on the one hand, fraught with tragedy, suffering, pain and hardship, and at the same time, overflowing with beauty and wonder on a scale that is just unimaginable. Life is a gift. Life is a miracle. Life is precious. Life is dynamic. I couldn't agree more. And isn't that just the trick? Is learning how to deal with the complexity of life, the fact that it can be both beautiful and painful at the same time. As I mentioned a little earlier, I've just spent some time with my family and we had an early birthday celebration, complete with a birthday cake. Birthdays have always been a big deal in my family and I love that we celebrate each other like this. I remember as a little girl lying wide awake early in the morning, way before everyone else was up and waiting in my bed for my family to come in my room, singing happy birthday and bringing my presents. My nephew, age seven, saw the cake that my mom made for me this past weekend. And he realized that it didn't have any decorations and he was having none of it. He told my sister, his mom, that he needed to make use of all the candles she had. <laughs> Nothing like the honesty of a child to keep us grounded. I ran a poll on my social media and asked if people think about aging. 91% said they did. That actually really surprised me. A significant number of those people are somewhere between the ages of 25 and 45. So it's clear to me that this is something that we're perhaps all thinking about more than I thought. I asked people what they have noticed changing in themselves as they've got older. Many people commented on the fact that they appreciate their families and friends a lot more. And with that has come a growing perspective of what is important. Others commented that they care less what people think of them and that there has been a growing acceptance of who they are over time. 
I must say that I like myself a lot more now than I did 5, 10, 15 years ago. These things are not a given though, and I think that a lot of this has to do with how we respond to the curveballs life throws at us, whether we choose to have a growth mindset or we don't really engage with our lives in the growing process at all. My first story comes from a lovely friend of mine based in Botswana. Simolojo and I met a number of years ago when our mutual friends had a Christmas party and I remembered Simon making jokes about how much older I was. Well, she just turned 30, aging comes for all of us, and I asked her to share some of her thoughts on growing older. I've loved watching her life unfold over the last few years and sharing mine with her. Here's Simon sharing some thoughts on aging and growing older. All right, so I recently turned 30, the big three, oh, um, and weirdly enough, I was really excited to turn 30. Um, I know some people have like a lot of anxiety around it, and I think it can feel like this, oh my gosh, you know, I'm turning 30, um, and it can feel very overwhelming. And I think the reason that it can feel overwhelming is because there can be so much pressure around this number 30, around this idea of, you know, you should be a a more adult adult than you are in your 20s. <laughs> but you know what, we're really always winging it um, and figuring it out. Um, and I think for me, one of the, the things that I really was excited about turning 30 um, was because I felt like it was such a huge moment to stop. Um, generally, I do enjoy getting older. I love birthdays. Um, and one of the reasons that I actually enjoy birthdays is because I find that they give me more than any other time in the year. They give me a real um, chance to just stop and to take stock. Um, and so, you know, on the, you know, eve of my 30th, um, you know, and it actually wasn't really on the eve because it had been happening for months. I'd felt this kind of stirring within my spirit just to say, um, Simulaho, take stock. Um, and so I think as opposed to other years where I think I'm taking stock more of, okay, what is the last year like? Um, okay, you know, I'm turning 2080, what is 27 like? I found that when I turned 30, I was taking stock or taking personal inventory um, of a decade because I was realizing that I'm moving into a new decade. And so it almost warranted me looking at the last decade of my life. And obviously it's not like I spent so much time being like, okay, when I was 20, um, what happened when I was 21, etc. But it was almost like taking stock of the decade as a whole um, and really saying, where have I grown? Um, who am I becoming? Um, what are the values that I live my life by? Um, and I think those things are things that I really have enjoyed just taking stock of as I, you know, turn 30 and as I'm just getting older. Um, and so for me, I think that's one of the things that I would say I enjoy about getting older. Um, it gives you a chance to stop um, and to really take inventory. Um, and I think one of the huge things that I have loved about just taking stock and one of the things that I really just felt so I think proud, proud probably is a good word, but I felt so proud of myself um, because as I've, you know, just taken the time to take stock and to look back um, and even just to ask God, like, you know, what's what's been happening in my in my internal world in my 20s and like, what have you done, etc. I really just found that. I have grown in such confidence um, and in such clarity about who I am. Um, and if I was to, you know, in a nutshell, just, you know, 
put a reason as to why I enjoy getting older, I would say it's because I'm, I'm not shy or I'm not lax about taking the time to do the personal internal work um, to grow as a person. And so I realize with every time that I take stock is that I see the fruit um, of all that, like of all the seeds sown in a sense. Um, and when I look at the fruit of my life and look at the fruit of who I'm becoming, I really enjoy it. And I really, I really love who I'm becoming. And I love, um, just the person that I'm growing into. And I think a byproduct of that is that I just, grow in confidence and I grow in such clarity um about who I am, um, about who God has made me to be, about, you know, the way that I want to live my life. And so it almost gives me a chance to just to look back and be like, man, you know, I really like you, Timolaro. Um and I think it's a it's a thing that we don't often do. Um but I'm learning how to do that and I really think it's such a valuable thing because I think it helps me to keep moving forward in a direction that I can look back on, you know, in years to come and still be proud of. And I think also just over the last 10 years, um, this is a question that Carol asked me, what has changed over the last 10 years? And I'll say this um, almost with a gratitude now that in the last 10 years, the thing that I think has changed has been my willingness or my receptiveness to embrace process. And I remember in my early 20s, being very resistant to process. Um, and I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. And I remember one day somebody um, just mentioned it. They were like, you know, as people, we are so resistant to process, but it's process that actually grows us. Um, and almost unknowingly, I think that that little comment that person made, it, it just turned a switch in my heart. Um, and I remember just being like, okay, I see how God is growing me through process and I want to embrace that. And it hasn't been an easy pro it hasn't been an easy journey. I'll say that upfront. Um, <laughs> not at all. There've been lots of tears and lots of doubt and lots of wrestling, lots of questions. But I think the one thing that I continue to just, just, I'm, I'm open to is saying, I know that growth comes through process. And so an integral thing that I need to, to learn how to do is embrace process. And I think that has made the biggest difference for me. Um, and I think that's why I can look back, um, and say, cool, my life maybe doesn't look like how I wanted it to look or the stuff that I wanted to do maybe hasn't happened yet or any of those things. But because I know that like I've given into growth and I've given into embracing process and I've given into, um, just the the deep internal work of you know becoming who I've been made to be. I think that has been a key marker for me that I would say um, has been a significant shift that I've seen um, happen over my twenties. What are some of the pressures that um, I have maybe encountered in you know turning thirty? I will say this that. I think from my friends and people that I do life with, I haven't felt pressure. Um, and I think for me, I realize that a lot of pressure that I feel comes from myself. I do tend to be a little bit hard on myself, but I'm learning how to have grace on myself. But the thing that surprised me is that when I turned 30, my mother, who has never wanted to talk to me about dating and marriage, I mean, there've been snippets here and there, probably in the last 10 years, maybe once or twice, suddenly is going to have chats with me about marriage and like asking me what are my intentions around marriage? What are my plans? Do I want to get married? Am I looking for a man? 
etc etc and i'm like hold up <laughs> where is this coming from and so i think that's probably been the the only area so far that i've encountered some kind of um some kind of pressure i mean it has it hasn't been like overwhelming or hectic but i think even that has been an indication that um there are certain expectations or certain ways that people expect your life to change and things that they expect you to walk into at different seasons and i guess for my mom it's that i should be moving towards getting married and so there are the questions around you know are you wanting this to happen and 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 I love what Simolokho mentions about taking stock each year around her birthday. The fact that life is a process and as much as this may sound like a cliche, it's so true. I can identify with what she says about thinking that everything needs to happen in a rush and realizing that good things take time to grow and they are not automatic. Learning to like yourself is also such a valuable journey and learning contentment through all seasons of life. This doesn't mean that you become a weird robot with no emotions, but rather that you take each stage of life and learn and grow from it. Every single stage will have its positives and its negatives. I've been trying to actively enjoy my life more over the last year or two, and for someone who has typically been one who strains towards the future, this has been more difficult than I thought possible. but i'm learning to stop and enjoy things the moments of beauty and connection big and small it's made me more aware of pain but it's also made me far more full of wonder and that seems to be worth it to me most of the time anyway i also asked lee griffin to share a story Lee is our business coach and won me over in our very first session back in 2018 when she said to me you can have it all She was referring to the fact that we could build a business and have a life and family, something that I never wanted to have to choose between. I've so enjoyed working with Lee. She is an excellent business mentor and has encouraged me to create the life that I want to live in. She's in her 50s and I asked her to share some of her thoughts on growing older. Oh my word Carol Getting older was I like to think of it not getting any younger is definitely bittersweet. Because when you're younger you feel invincible and you automatically take time for granted. But at some stage you suddenly realize that you've got less years left than what you've lived. For me it was quite sobering and it made me see the world and live in it quite differently. I'm more present than I've ever been and I have more gratitude. I love that I care less about what people think of me and more what I think about myself. My focus has definitely shifted from acquiring to curating and my priorities are clearer. I dwell less on things that aren't in my sphere of influence. I've also found that I'm more forgiving of myself and others. But I've definitely come to realize how important my health is and that I mustn't take it for granted, which is not always that easy. It's a shock when your mind still remembers doing a backbend but your body gracefully declines. <laughs> Most of my fears around aging are connected to poor health and the related costs, mental, emotional and financial, because I definitely don't want to be a burden on my family. But I find it sad that talking about death and dying is such a taboo topic for so many. I think that openly talking about your wishes makes it so much easier for your family when your time comes. 
Financial preparation is one of the biggest pressures for me connected with aging. I can't stress enough how important it is to invest from a young age for the latter half of your life. Compound interest, baby. (laughs) My adult children keep me relevant and challenge me all the time, and I hope that never stops. I'd like to think that I'll always feed my mind. But so much has changed over the last 10 years, culturally, socially, and economically. I absolutely love that young people are challenging and breaking down old paradigms. I personally have had so many shifts and aha moments, and I mostly embrace and support change. I recently read an article that said that a decade ago, research showed that you were considered old at the age of 59. But now, 10 years later, it's 71 for men and 73 for women. (laughs) Considering I'm 58 this year, I take that as a big one. I never believed that many things I was told about aging would apply to me, like random hair growth, Finding your arms aren't long enough to read something. Forgetting why you opened the fridge door. Asking people to repeat things or indeed finding yourself repeating things. But sadly, those have all happened. But truthfully, I love being older. No amount of theory can prepare you for actual experience. My daughter bought me a fantastic present for Mother's Day this year. Every week for a whole year, she selects a question for me to write about connected to my life. And at the end of the 52 weeks, my stories get published in a book. I think this is such a symbolic exercise on how to live your life. What would you want to be able to document for eternity? Some real pearls of wisdom there. I love what Lee says about gratitude and continuing to learn learning to prioritize and finding your lane and staying there. By the way, Lee runs some really awesome once-off vision workshops. Um, So if this is something that you're struggling with, do check the show notes for her details. And I'm sure you will find these workshops really helpful. And what she is really good at is taking these kinds of things and making them super practical so that you can see um, change quite quickly in your life. And now, up next, what the beep is going on in the world. Welcome to the what the beep is going on in the world segment. And today we've got Ulrich back from Japan. Um, Yes. He's not back from Japan. He's still in Japan. No. Yes. (laughs) But he's, uh, he's back with us, which is very cool. Yes. Thanks again for joining us. And um, in today's feature, I wanted to tell you a really cool um, story that I found. Um, and yes. it's, it's featuring a really disturbing reptilian animal. So there's this um, post office in Florida in the States. And uh, a customer went at about 3.30 a.m. I mean, that's another whole story for another day why they did that. But they went to post something at 3.30 in the morning and only to find a two meter long alligator had, um, I don't know, maybe the alligator wanted to post something, but the alligator was waiting in the post office at two meters. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, um, And obviously this caused a little bit of concern. 
and the guy got a massive fright as he was trying to post his letter. And according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, um, an alligator is a nuisance animal if it's four feet or longer. So this was, yeah, definitely longer than that. Um, and Florida also has an alligator hotline um, for these types of situations. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's so interesting. So yeah, you so rock into, you go there and it's like, hello, I'm the alligator and I will post your letter for you and take your arm at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, um, yeah, I just, I was thinking how I would feel if I went to a post office and there was an alligator or a crocodile in there. It's not, uh, not what you would expect, really. So mine is is just a story about my girlfriend's grandfather who is over 100 years old. And the And his secret to success is every day to walk backwards and to uh, brush his teeth with his left hand, his right hand. And I think that that's really interesting. And so when you see me on the street, when you come visit <laughs> Japan and you yeah. jog in the morning, I will be jogging backwards and I'll wave <laughs> to you the same. What? But, but isn't that uh, amazing? How, so, I mean, what is the, what's the thinking behind that? Well, to do something to your brain that... Uh, actually challenges it so to go against the general flow is what i understand so okay it's not uh, it does feel weird if we've all tried to write with our hand or use our hand that is not our dominant hand yeah and it's strange and usually the letters come out in um tongue type of language you know it all doesn't (laughs) make sense (laughs) or a foreign language rather foreign language Um, yeah but um, brushing your teeth also with your less dominant hand is not really, I think, I don't know. I might brush my nose by mistake. <laughs> yeah, but... it's like how good is your <laughs> control, really? Yeah, but but I wow. think in doing so, it does challenge you and it does something. You, you can feel it doing something to you. And I, so I think um, walking backwards also, I think, I wonder if anyone does actually run backwards and, and uses that as a training session, but um, it definitely, <laughs> well, maybe you, you can try. Yeah, I, I will try. Oh, and the third thing he does, by the way, is he also counts out his bills every day or his, his cash. Uh, and, oh. and apparently that also, so counting, walking backwards and using your less dominant hand to um, brush your, 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 your teeth. teeth. Please tell your girlfriend's grandfather that he is awesome. I think I living over 100 is pretty epic. That is great. Yeah. So if you walk backwards, you will also. <laughs> I'm going to go do that immediately. Okay. Me too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know what I always think to myself after listening through these segments, because I, I also edit them, is, wow, we can really talk a lot of nonsense. Anyway, back to aging and growing older. So where to from here? And I've been thinking a lot about expectations and reality. I'm a dreamer by nature, and for me, the gap between dreaming and dissociating can be a fine line. There are things that I expected would have happened in my life by now. Marriage, children, being financially stable, amongst other things. And yet there are things that are in my life now that I could never even have dreamed up for myself. Starting and running my own business, liking myself and my body, feeling hopeful for the dreams I have not yet seen come to pass. 
the gift of being present, learning how to truly own how I feel, and at the same time acknowledging that emotions are great servants, but terrible masters. As a deep feeler, this is an ongoing lesson. What are some of the things that you've learned about yourself over the years? What are the things that you'd like to be more intentional about cultivating in your life? I guess one of the greatest muscles I'm trying to strengthen at the moment is living intentionally. Now this may sound all cool and slightly airheady, but my experience of this is that it's a tenacious moving forward. Learning to rest and not strive or toil, and trusting the one who is trustworthy above all others. Living with eternity in mind. I've often heard people say that and always felt it was a bit vague. I think there are some realities to this. For example, what happens when we die. But for the purposes of this podcast and encouraging us all to dream and do our lives, I want to take a moment to talk about legacy. It's easy to think legacy in, you know, sort of purely financial terms, being a trust fund baby perhaps, or else being able to take over the family business. But I think legacy is so much more than that and a possibility for anyone who would like to take this on. Yes, legacy can be financial, but legacy is really what you leave behind. The thing is that money will come and go, and I'm not undermining the privilege of something like generational wealth. But I guess what I'm thinking about is more, you know, what kind of people do we leave behind us? Whether that's our children or grandchildren or co-workers or cousins or friends. Breaking cycles of trauma comes to mind. The hard work that many need to go through so that we don't repeat patterns of behavior and trauma that have been prevalent in our lives and family lines. That could, you know, not be drinking if you know there's been an abuse of alcohol in your family, seeking help to heal from generational trauma. All of us have got work to do if we choose to. And the thing with legacy is that it is based on dealing with the past as well as looking to the future. And I think the most generative kind of legacy work is what you build towards in your life. I recently saw an example of this on my Facebook feed. My last story for this episode comes from an inspiring man, Shwiriyacho Kushata. Our paths crossed back in 2015 at the Raymond Ackerman Academy when I worked there. Shwiro Yacho is a serial entrepreneur who sees creating business and the culture therein as an important part of legacy building. He recently embarked on a new venture with a few others and started a school for his young son at home because there were so many things about his son's schooling that he just didn't like. I think for for me and for for my generation there has not been any other ideal time for us to reshape our lives and our destinies like now so i i realized a couple of years back that it was going to be very, very difficult for me. Uh, my personality, my character, my capabilities to work in an organization that I will have people dictate to me 
what needs to be done. So, in essence, we I started a business to celebrate who I am, to celebrate um, building an environment that we can be able to have an input, we can be able to create the culture, we can be able to create the systems, we can be able to create the way that people work without conforming to, to standards. So my legacy will always be the ability to create something that celebrates who I am and I identify as a proud Zimbabwean African man and I've always been eager to create something that celebrates that identity and that has been the cornerstone of our business. Fast forward 10 years later and I now have a son and I realize that the child that I'm that I'm that I've brought into this world should be able to be educated in a way that I deem fit so that he can be able to work in industries and businesses and environments that we control. And when I say we, I mean me and a couple of other people who have bought into this dream that we are building. Yeah. So that was the main idea beside being beside the school. What a beautiful example of legacy. Wherever you find yourself at the moment, perhaps inspired and feeling hopeful about the future, enjoying the process of life, or perhaps feeling hopeless and maybe even too scared to dare to dream or hope again. Perhaps you're just bloody exhausted. You're not alone, I can tell you that. I hope that you will choose you today, your life, your years to come and the ones who will come after you, that you might find the courage to pursue the life you have with delight and awe. Botox may make you look younger, but what is it that will keep your heart, mind and soul young? I hope that we will be kind to ourselves and patient with the learning process. Or if you've been resting on your laurels, that you will rise up and step out. Perhaps you need to take some time out and reassess where you're at. I usually do that around my birthday every year. I'm all for spontaneity and love not being super planned. But life can also slip through your fingers if you only live like this. Perhaps it's time to get serious about some of the things you'd like to do in this life. Perhaps it's getting serious about unlearning things, not least that your worth is not wrapped up solely in what you do. Perhaps it means learning something new or being less selfish or taking a leap of faith or accepting that perhaps your dream of being a supermodel might not happen as it could have a few years ago, but that there are literally millions of ideas and dreams floating around for you to grab onto. If you're feeling stuck, Oh man, I've been there. It sucks a lot. Stuckness is hard to navigate, and perhaps I'll do an episode on that soon. May things unstick soon for you. 
I don't want to have regrets and I don't want to live with the idea that my best years are behind me already. It's easy to be jaded and suspicious, to lose all trust in everything. Life and circumstances are sometimes beyond our control. And the last thing I want to do is to say some half-baked platitude to you. The possibility here, though, is that none of us are victims. My hope for us all is that we will find something that makes life feel worthwhile. Please don't give up, because we're here. We're in it for better or worse. And my hope for all of us is that we will find true north and enjoy the beauty of the quest. Thanks so much for joining me again on this episode of the Navigating Life podcast with me, your host, Carol Joy Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to my channel and share this with all your friends and family. This podcast is the original material of Carol Joy Williams, recorded and produced by myself, sound mixing and mastering by Jason Skippers, and the theme song, The Swing, by my awesome friend, The Forester. Follow me on social media for updates on this podcast or to get in touch if you'd like to share a story of yours in an upcoming episode. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Carol Joy Williams, or else check out my website, www.caroljoywilliams.com.